Welcome back to another episode of Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and this is episode 78. And today I have with me Fred, Fa- Fred, uh, sorry, <laughs> Fred Francis. It's the apps that are tricking me up there. Uh, he is the executive director of the Multicultural Council of Windsor and Essex County. He is also a Ward 1 counselor at the city of Windsor and uh, multiple organizations that he's involved with, including being a director on the uh, YQG board, chair of the International Relations Committee, and, and many, many others. Uh, he graduated from the University of Windsor, also Western as well. And uh, he's joining me today to talk about Windsor-Essex diverse community and his new role at the MCC. Fred, thanks for being here. Uh, my pleasure, Lynn, and thank you for the invite. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I didn't realize I was episode 78. I should have waited to maybe uh, 80. I was born in 1980, so there would have been some good... <laughs> Uh, you know, full circle there if it was uh, episode 80. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, just to kick it off, where in Ward 1 would you say is your favorite place for coffee if you drink it? Yeah, no, I drink it several times a day. It helps me get through the day, helps me get through the week. Uh, right now I'm at work, so I'm having some of that good work coffee, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, my wife and I like to go to Deb's place uh, at least uh, every weekend. Uh, so I, 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 along with a great breakfast, we get we get a few cups of coffee there. But there is a new place that opened up. It's not in Ward One. It is in South Windsor. It's just outside of Ward One on uh, on Cabana, just close to Howard. It's called Pure Fruit Cafe, and okay. it's a really cool place. It's very uh, Paris inspired, and they have great coffee, but they also have fruit platters and parfaits and smoothies. And uh, Carolyn, my wife, loves it. So we went there a couple weeks ago for the grand opening. And we want to go back uh, more and more uh, because it's kind of a the, the new hip place to go to right now. And and uh, the coffee and food's fantastic. Sounds delicious. And it uh, looks like, a, you know, a great place for the hipsters, those that are hip. Yeah, um, absolutely. I try. <laughs> I try my best. I don't know if I succeed, but I try. <laughs> um, no, we have, we have some exciting things to talk about. Your new role at the MCC, which started, I believe, April 1st. I took over for Kathleen Thomas, the former executive director. What has this transition been like for you? I mean, it's a, a step up in your career. It's an excellent role to be in, an excellent agency in, in Windsor-Essex. What's the transition been like for you? Busy, uh, very busy. And, uh, you know, it just so happens that March 31st is our uh, the end of our fiscal year. So, you know, it's even more busy because of that. Uh, so we're still going through a lot of transition. We have a lot of new positions. Uh, we just brought on a new director of programs and development to fill my uh, my space. Uh, so we have a lot of people here and, uh, not only are we beginning a new fiscal year, but we have a new people transitioning into new positions, myself included. Uh, the multicultural council is very near and dear to my heart. So being able to hold this position is, is very important to me. I, I, I am humbled and, 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 and speechless at the, uh, the trust the board of directors has put in me to take the leadership role here at the MCC and replace someone like Kathleen Thomas. I mean, you can't replace a Kathy Thomas. Uh, I have big shoes to fill and, and certainly 30 years that she's put in, remarkable what she's done, not only for the MCC, but the community in general. So uh, I'll just try not to let anyone down. <laughs> and uh, you, you've been with the MCC since 2007, I believe. What made you want to join this organization? Yeah, this, is, this was essentially my first uh, job coming out of grad school. Uh, out of the University of Windsor. I did a, a, a master's of arts degree in history there. And this was my first job uh, coming out of uh, that program. And um, it was great. I, I just wanted to help. I, I wanted to help people. And uh, 
you know, uh, the opportunity uh, arose and I applied and I was luckily enough to get it. And uh, I started off uh, as a child and youth worker. I got promoted to several different positions. Uh, during that time, I also got a bachelor's of education degree from the University of Windsor, knowing that that would assist me in the work that I'm doing here at the MCC, because we were doing a lot of uh, work within the schools and with students. So I, I thought getting a, a bachelor's of education degree and being a certified teacher would help, and it did. Uh, so that that's really what got me started. I, I wanted to work with newcomers. Uh, I'm the son of newcomers. My parents immigrated here from the 70s, uh, well, sorry, in the 70s from Lebanon. And, uh, you know, I, I growing up in an immigrant household, I know the challenges uh, that people face and, and how difficult it is to resettle to a new country, especially if there's a, you know, a change of language or a big cultural divide there. So I, I just wanted to share my experiences, share my know-how and, and share my uh, uh, ability, I guess, to relate to others that are going through a similar experience. And, and hopefully uh, I, I just wanted to make a positive difference in that regard. So it's, it's good that it allows you to really tie in your past experiences, your life growing up, of coming from a family of immigrants and into Canada. Um, it's great. You, you're able to relate that in your role now. Um, what are some other, like that you see on a daily basis with the MCC, what are some challenges? You mentioned language and things like that. What are some challenges that newcomers to Windsor-Essex face and how is the MCC really helping to uh, assist them? Yeah, people ask me that all the time and they'll say, you know, what do you guys do there? So when you think of the resettlement process, you know, imagine if 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 you were to pack up everything you had and move to, say, Egypt. You don't know anyone in Egypt, you don't speak Arabic, and you have no social network. And you need to find a job, you need to find a house, you need to integrate pretty quickly. You could imagine the challenges that would entail and that would provide. Uh, so people coming to Windsor, same thing. Uh, if you don't speak English, you don't speak French, you got to learn the language. Uh, you, you might have to build a social network. You have to ensure your kids are, are, are registered in school. You have to go try to find a job. Uh, so all these things are things that the multicultural councils assist with and, and the de dedicated staff that work at the multicultural council assist with. Everything from our health uh, our nurse practitioner and a health clinic to our resettlement team, to our employment team, to our social networking team. And, and really what I mean with social networking is sometimes people just need other people to talk to. People need a friend. friend. People need someone that they could go to Tim Hortons and have a coffee with and just talk uh, because becoming to a new place uh, it can be very isolating. Uh, and obviously we don't, we don't want people to feel isolated because then you're going to have to worry about mental health issues and depression and anxiety. And that just makes their resettlement process even, even more difficult. So we really try, try to provide wraparound services to everybody from language training to employment training, to providing social interactions with people that help build positive uh, relationships that help them integrate into society uh, much more easily and quickly. And, and for this type of field, uh, uh, providing these wraparound services, whether it's assisting with career education, things like that, what what type of background or, or education does what a student need that's coming out of university to get involved into something like you're doing right now? It, it could be really any background. Now, obviously, we're not going to turn away. We're equal opportunity employer. Uh, so we have a lot of people that um, that work here that have similar experiences that our clients have. Uh, you know, we have a, we have some people that work here that were at one point our clients, and now they're part of our team, and they want to give back. Uh, so regardless of what you graduated from, if, if you want to give back to the community, if you want to help people, 
that's really what it comes down to. You want to help people, people in Windsor, Essex. Um, you know, that's what we do. So if, if that's your passion, um, we can, we, we certainly welcome you to apply or volunteer with us and, uh, you'll find what your expertise is pretty quickly. And that's what we'll look to optimize. And you'll learn a lot of things along the way as well that you might not know, or you might uh, not know you wanted to know. <laughs> no, definitely. And I, I, speaking of opportunities, there's been plenty at MCC just in the past one to two years, would you say from just the pandemic, things that you've had to do differently? Absolutely. People people don't realize how large of an organization the MCC is. We have about 63, 64 full-time staff. We have two offices, one downtown on Jeanette Avenue and the one on the east end along uh, Tecumseh Road East in the Pickwick Plaza. Um, so it's, it's a relatively large organization. And, um, you know, COVID has certainly uh, thrown us challenges uh, with respect to our programming and services. And, and what our clients have had to go, go, uh, go through. But just like any other organization in the world, really, we've had to adapt, move on uh, to the digital uh, realm and provide services and programmings virtually in a safe, in a manner as we can. Right now, fortunately, we are transitioning back to a more, uh, I guess, normal in-office setting. Uh, but even that's taking time. But we're still going to keep a lot of virtual offerings because, you know what, people have liked it and it's proved to be uh, a lot more convenient than your traditional in-person services as well. Absolutely. And one thing I, I really enjoyed seeing was the the programming or the messaging that was translated specifically for uh, vaccinations that the MCC did. Yeah, we, we, we really wanted to work with our community partners and the World of Reasons campaigns and, and really try to get as many people vaccinated as we could. And obviously you're dealing with newcomer populations. There are certain stigmas. There might be some hesitancies there uh, already based on whatever their past experiences uh, were in their home countries. So we wanted to provide that information to them. We wanted to provide them as much information, letting them know the vaccines are safe, letting them know they're available and letting them know that it will protect them and their families uh, obviously in the long run, we don't want anyone to get sick. We don't want anyone uh, to be hospitalized. So we certainly wanted to do our part in the community to get as many people vaccinated as possible. And what where we thought we could be helpful is communicating that messaging to the new pop, newcomer population in Windsor-Essex. No, I, that's, that's awesome. And I can't imagine being a new family coming into Canada and, and during a pandemic, I mean, coming to Canada, it can be difficult. There's, like you said, those language barriers. But even during a pandemic, like, I can't imagine what some of the some of the families you're dealing with had to to go through. Yeah, if we had longer time, I could share stories with you. But I I, I can assure you, it's it's there's it's everything you could imagine. Uh, you know, I understand a lot of people in the last few years have gone through a lot of difficult challenges, and, and and some have had it worse than others, and 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 unfortunately, some have lost loved ones. And, you know, my heart goes out to all the people that have suffered and are continuing to suffer. And, uh, you know, that, that holds true to everyone here at the MCC. We just want to do our part to assist our fellow residents and do whatever we can to help make the situation better, not worse. No, exactly. And um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about your new role, and, and you were previously a Director of Program and Development at the MCC. Um, you came to this new position as of April 1st. What are some of your big plans that you're looking to, where are you looking to take the MCC in the coming months and years? Yeah, well, good question. So, you know, we are currently navigating still through the, 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 the COVID situation and the COVID environment. 
and transitioning back to a more regular in-person, in-office setting. That's really our priority right now. How do we do that in a safe way for not only our staff, but for our clients and everyone that walks in through the doors at the MCC? And then, uh, and then how do we take things to the next level? How do we uh, continue to offer more digital services, more services, more online services? Uh, how do we expand upon our fundraising and our sponsorship? We don't have any core funding. We rely on government funding, but we also rely on fundraising and sponsorship. So that's really the lifeblood of the uh, the MCC. So that's a main priority of ours as well. Uh, obviously, focusing on Carousel of the Nations, that's going to be coming back in June uh, over the, the 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 two weekends in June, later June. And, uh, and then our Herb Gregg uh, Harmony Gala that's coming up in May. So those are all going to be in-person events. So we're really busy right now kind of organizing that and, and making sure everything's in place to have a, a safe and fun uh, uh, events and festivals. And, uh, you know, once June's done and we enter July, then we could focus on a, a more of a strategic planning going into the next few years. Hopefully things settle down a little bit more uh, with, within the current situation, and then we could kind of plan more. But right now it's going to be sponsorship, fundraising, and providing more online digital services uh, moving forward. That's exciting. I'm glad to hear that Carousel of Nations coming back in person. I know you had to do it uh, virtually for the past uh, few years. So that's that's very exciting. Now, um, we hear a lot about the role of the executive director in uh, nonprofit organizations. For you specifically, what does your role really entail? Like, are you, is it majority like overseeing basically everything? Or is there like a certain area that you're right now really trying to focus in on? It's pretty much overseeing everything and uh, overseeing budgets and staff and events and uh, funders and donors and, and, and working with your board. Uh, we're fortunate. We have a very great board at the MCC. We have two. We have a foundation board and an agency board. And, and I can tell you the members on both boards are fantastic to work with. And uh, that makes my job a lot easier. So I have to thank uh, the board members uh, of each of our boards. And then our staff. Our staff are amazing. You know, they're dedicated, they're hardworking, and they go above and beyond every day to do what they need to do to help our clients. So, you know, I get to work with my team and they get to work with me and our job, my job is to make their job easier and their job is to make my job easier. So every day when we have our team meetings, we're like, okay, what can I do to help? How can I make your job easier? Because the last thing I want to do is make anyone's job more difficult and they don't want to make my job difficult. So, you know, the onus is on us to work together to have a great working environment where our clients achieve the programming and services they deserve and they need. And, you know, with a great team like we have here, it, it's kind of easy to do, I, I have to say. No, definitely. Um, and how many clients would you say, like, the MCC really services a year throughout Windsor and Essex County? There's a, a large population and a lot of new immigrants coming into Canada each year. Thousands. Uh, thousands. Wow. On average, we'll take in between three to 400 uh, newcomers, government-assisted refugees a year. Uh, and then, uh, you know, that's every year, right? And then, uh, but after a year, they're not, we're not done with them and they're not done with us. So there's continual services. So that accumulates. Uh, so, you know, every, any given year, we're dealing with thousands of clients uh, and hundreds of volunteers. And uh, that's, that's kind of how we, uh, you know, how we keep, uh, how we keep this wheel rolling uh, with, with the tremendous help and effort of so many employees and, and, and volunteers and funders and fundraisers and sponsors. Uh, you know, it really is a community initiative. It's it's fantastic. And I just, I love all the great things that the MCC does uh, for these new families. It's 
it's we're fortunate to have an organization like this servicing Windsor and Essex County. Um, but Fred, before I let you go, because I know you're extremely busy in this new role and also being a city of Windsor Council for Ward 1, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your role as chair of the International Relations Committee, because I think that ties in, I would imagine it ties into your role as ED of MCC. What what are some work that you do um, you know, with, with the International Relations Committee, or if you call it IRC? Yeah, the Inter- International Relations Committee at the City of Windsor is fantastic. And we have, uh, you know, a number of sister cities that we work with continually. Um, you know, just this past week, uh, we're providing financial assistance to our sister city in Lublin, Poland, that is working with uh, thousands, tens of thousands of Ukrainian refugees that have crossed the border into Poland, and, and and they've reached out asking for help. So we're providing limited assistance that we can, but we're providing assistance, and a lot of it is symbolic. But you know, they would do the same for us. So we work with many different governments around the world and many different people around the world to help foster more um, economic opportunity, education opportunity, and cultural opportunities for people in Windsor to enjoy. So everything from uh, student placements to employee placements uh, to just cross-cultural sharing from our art, our, our children art exhibit that we do every year that travels to all our sister cities that really highlights the fact that in the grand scheme of things, we're a lot more similar than we know. And hopefully when we understand that we're a lot more similar than we realize, then we could build on those those mutual uh, cross-cultural opportunities that could be mutually beneficial for, not only for people in Windsor, but people in Germany, people in Poland, and people across uh, our uh, Twin City uh, relationship. Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool the work that you're doing with the international international relations committee and also the MCC because, uh, like, you're dealing with domestic challenges that we have locally at the municipal level, but also like you're you're having the ability to work on on international topics with with again you said sister cities a, a variety of of different cultures and communities around the world. It must be a great position for you to to really have both sides of of the coin to work with. Yeah, and I, I can say working at the MCC helps, helps uh, in my work as a counselor and in, in my work as the IRC uh, chair because uh, I understand different cultures uh, and I get to you know communicate ac- across different cultures. And sometimes that's not easily done. So having that experience, having that know-how, certainly I've always seen it as a benefit. When I'm, when I'm sitting across the table uh, from uh, a delegation from China talking business, uh, I can relate. I can speak to them. We can we can have you know positive communication, uh, or or from or if I travel to Mannheim, Germany, representing the city, you know it's 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 understanding how to operate, understanding how to be culturally competent, how to be culturally aware, regardless of where you are, is has certainly benefited me well for sure in in in, in you know the different jobs I have. Yes, exactly. And it's a huge uh, benefit because we, you know, Windsor is, is one of the most diverse communities in Canada, right? So um, being fully integrated in that and, and, be, and coming from a diverse background as well, it really, really helps with, it seems like all of your roles uh, throughout the city. So uh, Fred, I, I just want to thank you for, for jumping on this. I, really cool conversation. I haven't had the chance to speak with the MCC yet on my podcast, so I appreciate you joining and um, all the great work that you're doing in the community. I appreciate it, Lyndon, and, and thank you to you. And 
look, look, I'm very impressed with everything you're doing in the community. So keep it up. I know you're a young man and great things are coming your way. So, uh, you know, keep it up uh, and, and keep your eye on the prize. And no doubt uh, that success will come sooner than you think. Believe me. <laughs> thanks, Fred. I appreciate it. And those watching or tuning in um, at a later time, thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.